Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is July 2nd, 2021, and it is currently 3.22 a.m. in the morning. Yep, I'm up late, as always, you know, talking to you, working late. I just finished fixing up some photos, and I'm here talking to you before I'm about to head to bed. So what's on my mind? Well, I got a lot of things on my mind. Um, you know, today's podcast, I want to get into this whole, uh, what do they call that? Um, ranked choice voting, uh, which is going on over there in New York City, which is basically another way for the Democrats to manipulate and steal the election. The funny thing about it is that they're stealing it from their own. They really are. And it's not only ranked choice voting, which is going on up there, which is kind of hidden in the media. Uh, they are also um, playing the whole absentee, late absentee ballot voting counting and harvesting of ballots. And I'm going to get straight into that after I get back from the commercial break. Uh, but before I get into all of that crap, which again, it's all crap. I want to talk about my barbecue this weekend. You know, I, I barbecued on Friday Saturday, and I had two parties to go to. I had my grandmother's 98th birthday on Sunday, and then I had my own barbecue on Monday. And uh, because I had to clean the house and do all these other things, uh, I did a bar. I, I barbecued my brisket on Friday night, uh, so I can get a nice 16-hour barbecue inside there, and then I could uh, get a nice rest over there. And I developed, I you know, I developed a new way of uh, making my brisket, and I think this is the way. I'm going to be selling my brisket from now on, uh, I guess, when I finally open up my commercial operation there. You know, I, I, give a lot of, I give a lot of tips out on this podcast about how to make a good brisket. And uh, one of my major tips you know, to making a good brisket is just using salt, pepper, and then seasoning everything with clean smoke. So the way you, you know, really make a good brisket is you know, making sure you maintain a good fire and choose your wood very, very carefully. Uh, when I first started, I started using three different types of wood. There was a keave, which is a locally grown, uh, I guess, mesquite, a version of mesquite. It's not really mesquite. And um, then I used lychee wood, and then I also used guava. And I thought that would give me different dimensions in there. And then I just started to stick to keave because... I thought Kiave gave me the strongest flavor out there. And again, it's like mesquite, right? And it, it gives me a really strong, sweet and salty flavor. And um, it's unlike any other type of wood out there. It's not subtle at all, um, but it's not gassy flavor. Like like if you ever barbecued with mango, it comes out very gassy and just horrible smelling. And uh, and on top of that, it's, it's just not good. Uh, and, if, and if you ever smoked with regular mesquite, it's not good either. I mean, it, it comes out, you know, tasting like lighter gas fluid, even if you keep, a, uh, I guess, a clean grill. Regular mesquite is really good to grill with, but, you know, if you smoke with it, it's really not good. But keave, keave, I would tell you what, this is in a class of its own. And uh, here's the funny thing about it is that you can't go anywhere in a restaurant right now and get smoked brisket with keave. Nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Um, you know, we do have a really good, uh, I guess, um, smokehouse down here in Hawaii. Well, I wouldn't say it's really good. I think I, I can cook better than him. But when I first started, I couldn't. But he just uses post oak because he's like a, you know, a Texan purist, right? So, you know, post oak is good. That's what Aaron Franklin uses. Um, but it's nowhere near as good as, um, as Keave. And uh, Keave is so good that, you know, you could have a very strong barbecue sauce, very vinegary or very sweet, uh, very sugary, 
Um, and the smoke flavor will cut straight through that. And that's what I love about it. So if you love to have, you know, your, your meat, I uh, guess, served wet, that means with barbecue sauce, uh, you know, then the kiabi is the wood for you. Uh, well, for me, at least, a kiabi is really good for that. And then if kiabi, if you like to eat it dry, like dry rubs and all that, that's how I like my meat, right? Just dry. And um, <laughs> kiabi is the best for that, too. So what are my secrets? Well, I'm not going to tell any secrets now because I'm going to be getting into competitive mode out there pretty soon. We have my brisket out there and I don't want to be telling the secrets out there, but I do have some secrets out there that I do on top of using clean smoke and, and kiawe and just salt and pepper. And it has nothing to do with the rub. It has everything to do, to do with the preparation and, uh, and also the, 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 I guess, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything more. <laughs> you guys may figure it out. You guys may figure it out. But it's nothing on top of the web. Nothing you can't find on top of the internet. And, you know, by golly, I'm not going to say anything here. But, you know, I'll tell everything else. You know, not my good secrets. But, you know, on top of that, I, you know, my barbecue was just... Why don't we just fast forward to the barbecue? The barbecue went great. My grandmother's party went great. I made, I made some smoked salmon with the kiave, and it was a hit. And I used some of that smoked salmon to, for my barbecue on Monday. And my brisket was a hit, too. Everyone loved it there. Got some great comments. Um, and had a really good mix of people. Really, really good mix of people. Um, so I'm really happy with it. And, and I tell you what, you know, <laughs> you know, the best part about barbecuing is not really, for me, it's not the food itself. It's... It's the people, you know, it's really the people having friends over, having great conversations, uh, learning more about my friends and just, you know, just having a good laugh. And just, I, you know what I love about barbecues is that I love the noise inside my house. I, I love the laughing. I love the shouting back and forth, even as if there's arguing going back and forth. And, and, and it's just a lot of fun. You know, it's just a lot of fun and jumping from conversation to conversation. And, you know, I made sure for the people who I invited over to my barbecue, that I made sure that, you know, that they wouldn't, um, they, they were all kind of the same. So there was no political, vast political differences out there. Uh, we were all basically conservatives. I think we're all conservative, conservative to libertarian. And there are a few liberals maybe tossed in there, but you know, <laughs> they knew which household they're in. And they know, they know for a fact my household is a Trump household. So, you know, they better watch their mouth when they, if they ever start screaming some very, very crazy Black Lives Matter racist stuff or CRT racist stuff because we don't stand for racism in, in this Trump household, right? So, with that being said, when's the next barbecue? It's going to be, you know, I've been throwing these barbecues every single month and uh, I think we'll do another barbecue over at my place maybe in July. Um, my my business, you know, we're, you know, my, you know, my wedding business is coming back up, but it's really still not 100%. But at the same time, I'm doing a lot of other things like, uh, you know, I wear a lot of hats. So I, I'm doing, you know, I have this podcast. I have, uh, I have my own writing stuff, my own like storytelling stuff that I do on my side. And then I have another podcast that I work on as well. And then I also sharpen paper cutters for my father's business. My father, by the way, you know, you know, uh, he does everything, anything to make money. And one of those things, again, is to like sharpen paper cutters. That's not his major thing, but he found out he can make money off of it. So, um, you know, he used to pay some other guys to sharpen it. And those guys retired. And uh, he asked me, hey, Steve, can you learn how to do this? And uh, I learned how to do it. And I'm more efficient. And I tell you what, I'm better at it than these other guys. And I can make that blade on that paper cut, that, that paper sh uh, um, cutter. I can make that thing sharp. 
And, uh, you know, they, they always like to say in that show, you know, Forged by Steel, I, that it, that this knife, it can kill. Well, my paper cutters, man, it can kill. I can tell you that. So anyway, I'm going to cut to commercial now. And when I get back, I really want to get into this ranked choice voting crap because uh, when you hear about how this thing works, yeah, I hope blood shoots from your eyes because if it doesn't, um, if you're not getting angry about it, then something's really wrong with you because this is how you steal elections. And I fear that this is how the Democrats eventually want to start holding elections all across the country. I just fear it. And if this happens, you're not going to get an honest election at all. I mean, this is going to suck, flat out suck. So again, I'm going to cut to commercial. And when I get back, we're going to get straight into this. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com so that's dream weddings with a s hawaii spelled out dot com okay i'm back from that commercial break and i hope you're tuning back in because we're going to get into this ranked choice voting thing and i just want to tell you that these democrats Man, they want you to be stupid. They want you to be like little kids. Why well, don't say little kids are stupid at all? But they, they treat us like little children. They really do. What are we supposed to do? We're not little children. Why do we keep just allowing them to treat us like idiots? My God. Someone, please stand up. Oh, my God. All right, I'm turning this music down, this children's music down. I'm going to... I'm going to punch a hole through my computer screen pretty soon. I'm getting so mad. Okay. So what's happening in New York City right now? Well, New York City, they're trying to elect a new mayor because, well, Mayor de Blasio over there, he is, uh, he is uh, I guess he's a, he's a joke, right? And, uh, well, well, they, I guess they reelected him before. And look what he did to that city. I mean, he turned New York City from one of the greatest cities in the world to the, I think one of the worst cities in the world. I mean, who would want to live there right now? It's dangerous. Um, you know, shootings and crime, it's up. It's, it feels like it, what it was back in the 1980s, even though I didn't live back then. You know, I mean, I, I was born back in 1977, but I was in New York City around in the 1980s. But I heard how bad it was before Giuliani got in there, you know, and it really cleaned everything up. It really, really cleaned everything up. And, uh, you know, crime is up. Uh, you know, all the people who ransacked the Soho district, none of those people are getting prosecuted. But what are they doing in New York City, right? Well, how they are prosecuting Donald Trump's, uh, the Trump organization and his CFO. What are they prosecuting them on, right? Well, apparently the Trump organization had lent the CFO, uh, I guess one of their company cars and he didn't count it as income. They didn't charge him a rental fee for using the company car. What? Are you freaking kidding me? That happens all the time. I mean, how many times have I let other people use my car, our company car, which is under Dream Weddings Hawaii, 
and I don't charge them rent. Who, who the hell charges rent? They say, use the car. Use the company car, right? You know, and then on top of that, I think they had, uh, you know, Trump organization had some apartments and they said, hey, use the, use the company apartment, no charge, everything like that. I've gotten that how many times, you know, through sponsorships and everything from trades, you know, a lot of times you do, you do, you do, uh, things for trade and you, you get things for free. And nobody reports any of that. You just don't report it because it's really hard to put like some, like a dollar sign on top of that. You know, I remember we did a commercial for a Coalina at one time and the, and I think the, the, well, the, what do they call that? The developer there, he gave me a few nights free at the Marriott Hotel, the JW Marriott, you know, because so we could stay there, have fun, shoot and everything. It was all on him. And guess what? I didn't report that. And would he get in trouble? Because that's what he does. He gives away free nights and everything like that here and there. But, you know, it was a, it was a nice gesture. You know, get, do a little of this and, you know, we do a little trade for like free advertising. It happens all the freaking time. Oh my God. So are you telling me I have to report every single free trade item that I get? Like when someone on, YouTube or like uh, Instagram contacts me and say, hey, can you review this? We're going to uh, send you some free product here. And if you just write about it or talk about it and, uh, you know, you have to report that as income. Who in the world does that? I don't think anybody does that. I think maybe, well, not anybody. I, th I think there's one or two people maybe out of all of the people who've gotten it. But we don't do that. And that's what they're trying to prosecute Trump on. That little thing. We're not really Trump, the organization on. That's what they're trying to get him on. That's not really a high-level crime. And they're trying to send the CFO to jail for that? This is New York City, right? This is the attorney general who actually ran on the, uh, I guess, the, the, uh, the, I guess the platform and where she said that she would prosecute Donald Trump or indict Donald Trump in some shape or form. How can you run on that? I don't get it, man. I really don't. And then you have Giuliani, whose apartment or condo or whatever was, you know, searched. And for what charge? For what? Like, for what indictment? He wasn't indicted for anything. Why was he searched for? I mean, this is so corrupt. I mean, can't you see what's happening? Those Black Lives Matter and Tifa protesters who broke into buildings, stole jewelry from Tiffany, stole iPhones, stole cars. None of them are going to jail for destroying businesses, you know, burning down cop cars and, and, and actually shooting people. None of them are going to jail. You saw them go into Target. None of them are going to jail. Not in New York City. They won't prosecute that. And they're supposed to set the standard. All right. Ah, man. Okay. So on to this ranked choice voting thing. So what is ranked choice voting? Well, back in the old days, do you remember how, you know, when you used to vote one vote, one person, one vote? That's what we always thought. One person, one vote, right? Even when we voted for American Idol, it was one person, one vote. Now, recently, American Idol says, okay, now you can vote for, you know, certain, I guess, stars and give them 10 votes and nine votes. But then it's, it's still kind of, it's kind of like ranked choice voting, but really not. Okay. Because don't, they're trying to compare ranked choice voting to American Idol, which is really stupid because we shouldn't have an election system based upon American Idol, right? But ranked choice voting in American Idol is very much different. Uh, but in this case, 
in ranked choice voting, you would get maybe five or I think you get you, you basically get five votes and you rank your candidates from your favorite to least favorite. So number one, it would be, you know, your favorite your favorite mayor, your favorite choice. Then you have number two, number three, number four. So just imagine this. This is how it would work. So say number one would be Donald Trump. Number The number two would be Giuliani. Number three would be Al Gore. Number four would be, you know, um, why don't we say, uh, uh, I guess, why don't we say um, uh, Bernie Sanders, okay? So if if you don't get, if your first choice doesn't get picked, so Donald Trump won't get picked from in New York City because it's a Democrat place, right? Then your number two choice, uh, I guess, gets applied to their vote tally. And if your number two choice gets eliminated, then your number three choice gets applied to the tally. And if your number three choice doesn't get applied to the tally, it uh, gets eliminated, then your number four choice gets applied. Do you get how this goes? It keeps going in a circle, circle, circle. It's a very complicated math formula. And this keeps circling around until they find... Uh, I guess basically uh, uh, someone to elect. Now it, it will. It won't. They said that if one person out of this rank choice voting in the first round would get more than fifty percent of the vote, then they would seize their cycle. The, the, the basically the, the round by round cycle. What I, what I just told you, but that's not going to happen because it, everyone gets more than one vote. Right, they have five votes, right? So you're not going to get, you know, you're not, you're basically not going to get, you know, fifty percent of it. You may get maybe twelve percent or thirteen percent or fifteen percent, and that's exactly where the front runner is right now. Now here's, so if you think that is screwed up, right? The reason why they did this is that they said that regular voting is actually racist, and people in lower income. Uh, I guess households and people who are minorities, meaning people who are Asian like myself or black, well, this discriminates against them because we don't know who is actually best. Really? That's, you know, to me, that sounds kind of racist, right? And the interesting thing about it is that this ranked choice voting is instituted by blacks <laughs> and they are calling their own kind stupid. You know, they're saying blacks and other minorities are not smart enough to figure out who they want. It's too much of a choice. So we'll just give them five choices. That doesn't make any sense. Again, so this is how it works. You pick your top five, right? And in the first round, if your favorite number one gets eliminated, like say Donald Trump will get eliminated, then they'll count number two toward the tally. And then this round by round will keep going circling around. Say your number two gets eliminated, right? Then you, then it'll go to number three, your third choice. And it'll keep going and going and going until they find a winner. Now, does that sound at all fair at all to you? Absolutely not. You know, and this is why they're pretty much screwing up on this entire ballot counting thing. Right now, right now, to this very second, they have no idea who's in the lead by any amount. Right now, right. I think they have this. Uh, I think this, this black guy is currently currently in the lead. But he, at one point, he was only two percent in the lead. But then he was twelve percent. But that could actually change. That could actually change. Now, why could it change? I'm going to get into it. So, on June twenty second, twenty twenty one, and this is I'm getting this directly from the Vote New York City webpage. On June twenty second, twenty twenty one, this is when unofficial results 
uh, are reported at the close of the polls, right? This is when they actually are, are actually saying this person's ahead, that person's not ahead, this person's like second, third, fourth, and fifth, right? They didn't, they're not going to announce a winner yet, okay? Usually you think that when you count ballots, you can announce it right then and there. That's how it was done back in the olden days, right? No, not anymore. On June 24th, two days after that, a random draw and audit of election scanners I guess happens. So now they're going to say we're going to audit the Dominion um, machines or any of the electronic machines randomly, right? So I guess they're going to draw straws and say this one needs to be audited and blah, 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 right? Okay, I can live with that somewhat. Okay, I would rather have them edit all of it. But get this, okay? On June 28th, six days after the unofficial results are disclosed. Now we know who's first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, right? We know that. This is when canvas begins for absentee and affidavit ballots. So what are affidavit ballots? Affidavit ballots are saying, well, you know, you don't have your, your picture ID on you, but you're going to sign an affidavit and claiming you are who you are and you're going to do your ranked choice voting. We're going to, we're going to actually start canvassing. We're going to start going into neighborhoods and actually start saying, did you vote yet? Did you vote yet? Did you do your ranked voting yet? Now, this is weird, right? Because they should have already voted by June 22nd. Now, all the, on top of that, the absentee votes are also going to be coming in. And they're not going to be collecting. They're, they use the word canvassing. So what does canvassing mean? Again, it means going into neighborhoods and actually seeing if people voted yet, absentee or affidavit ballots. So they're going in there and they're harvesting ballots. Six days after June 22nd, on June 28th. How do you like that? They're, they're actually saying what they're going to do here. They're, gonna, they're harvesting ballots. So if number one needs more, we're going to go and canvas for more absentee and affidavit ballots out there. And who's going to be doing all of these, right? Who's going to be knocking on all these doors? I don't know. You know, are they going to be operatives? I bet some of these regular people have like some, some biases, don't they? Can't they sway elections? All right. So on June 29th, 2021, finally, they're going to report the first elimination of the round-by-round elimination, right? So they had the unofficial results on June 22nd. Then on June 29th, they have a round-by-round elimination report, which, by the way, it just came out and was and it was 165,000 votes off. <laughs> now, also on June 29th, that's the last day to receive an absentee ballot. Only an absentee ballot, but you can still receive affidavit ballots. How do you like that? Again, there's a difference between absentee and affidavit. Affidavit just means, hey, you know what? I don't, I, I don't, um, it's, there's not an absentee ballot. I don't have my ID. I don't have a picture ID, but I say I am who I am and I'm going to sign an affidavit. That's it. I'm going to sign a piece of paper saying, I am Steve Young and I lived here in New York City. That's all I'm going to say. Right, so I can commit voter fraud very, very easily just by signing an affidavit. I don't have to show proof of residence. I don't have to even show my ID. And that's not due yet on June 29th. Then on July 6th, 6th, 2021, they have their next round-by-round elimination report, number two. All right? And then on July 9th, now remember, they voted on June 22nd. They canvassed on June 28th. July 9th is the last date to receive ballots. 
So they can receive ballots all the way up until July 9th. These are the affidavit ballots. July 9th. They voted June 22nd. How corrupt is this? So they can start harvesting ballots. How can this be even legal in any sense? This is the Democrats screwing over their own kind. And why are they doing this? Right? Why are they doing this? Because they're doing it because they want a certain person to be elected. And this is a very easy way because this way they won't have a runaway front runner. If they won't have a runaway front runner, their second or third choice will always be a close second or third because they keep giving ballots to, I mean, giving people, uh, giving ballots to the other person. There was only one conservative mayoral candidate that was actually pro cop on the Democratic side. Just one. Everyone else is not pro cop. All right. Even Andrew Yang's not pro cop. Okay. So again, close second and third are anti-cop, BLM, Antifa, CRT, crazy people, right? You only have one guy who's a conservative Democrat on there, and he's winning, but not by much. He's only winning by about 12%. And then he won, was only winning by 2%. And now he's winning, I think, by a little less. But then they're still going to keep doing, doing this round-by-round round elimination, and they still have to keep collecting absentee and affidavit ballots. Where have we seen this before? Throughout the whole Trump election, 2020, we saw affidavit ballots, absentee ballots, all of these mail-in ballots, you know, again, appear later on in the weeks after. And all of them go for Joe Biden. We saw it happen in Georgia. We saw it happen in every single swing state that happened where Joe Biden needed to win. And, they, and it only happened where the ballots, the absentee, the affidavit ballots, everything, the mail-in ballots were counted after the provisional count. And this is why in other states, they said, we're counting all those mail-in ballots and absentee ballots first, and then we're counting the provisional ballot. And why were they doing that? So it wouldn't give them a chance to harvest votes. So all of the other counties, all of the other states, right, where they didn't allow vote harvesting or actually counted, counted first, they're their um, absentee ballots stayed the same. That count stayed the same versus in the swing states, and in, in, again, Pennsylvania, Michigan, all these other areas, you know, even in Georgia, Arizona, where they took one or two weeks to count votes, all of a sudden you saw Donald Trump's lead dwindle away. And what did the Democrats tell you that day? I mean, hold on, I'm sorry, I misspoke. They, what did they tell you six months before? They said that Joe Biden would lose the, the vote on election day, and for him not to give up because he would eventually win it um, by absentee ballots and mail-in ballots in the following weeks. That's what they said. So, And they were also willing to go to court to challenge to get those other votes accounted. And by the way, I still think that's all voter fraud, if you want to let me know, if, you, if you're wondering. And I still think there is evidence out there. Do I know if that evidence is... Is truthful or not? I don't know. And the reason why I don't know is because it hasn't been cross-examined in court. But I tell you what, there's more than enough circumstantial evidence for it to go to court and for them to call, to create a case. Let's not forget about voter fraud that the Democrats tried to investigate Trump for three years on voter fraud. Remember Russian collusion and this whole fake Russian dossier where they had Mueller come in and say, hey, you know, the Russians colluded with all these people and, you know, swung the election from Hillary to Trump. 
They investigated for three years voter fraud, and they had just the Russian dossier to go on, which was completely fake, a democratic operative thing, full of lies, and they won't even allow any of the evidence that Rudy Giuliani, you know, actually got. We saw it all by, he went to every single swing state and showed it all on the computer. He had computer programmers, everyone, people signed affidavits, their affidavits counted. They had po- people who worked for the post office, everyone saying that something's not right here. And, and wimpy judges didn't allow that to even be presented in court for them, for these witnesses, for these evidence, for these computer programmers, for any of these people to be cross-examined. I don't understand it. And then on top of that, I think the Pennsylvania Supreme Court temporarily suspended Rudy Giuliani's, uh, I guess, uh, I guess, pra- license to practice law because he was saying that he was promoting voter fraud, you know, or, or, or spreading lies. Really? Isn't that what lawyers do? They lie, right? I mean, even if Rudy Giuliani is, 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 um, is, uh, guilty of spreading lies, right? But, Imagine when you prosecute, if someone prosecutes you for murder and you're innocent and they paint you as a murderer, they're lying. They're lying. That's what they do. There's two, there's always two sides on a case and one person, hey, you may be actually innocent and they'll paint a story and tell you, hey, the prosecutor will say, hey, they did this, this and that. And they're like doing my job as a screenwriter when they're lying. Why don't they get their license pulled? Right? If Giuliani is guilty of lying, which I don't think he is, you just look at what he was presenting at those at those um, hearings. They look like solid evidence. It wasn't just him like presenting it. It was all those people who came in there and spoke for hours and hours the whole day. People just spoke about all of these all of these voting anomalies, all these you know, this, these testimonies out, these computer programmers, everyone out there from who were Democrats. And just voter, like, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, watchers said something is going on here. They even had video evidence of those people pulling ballots underneath the, from, from the, from the, the, uh, the table in Fulton County. And then they said, no, 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 we pulled it out later to, to count it afterwards because those were votes we didn't tally yet. And then we saw them in the back. Using, uh, rescanning these votes multiple times, more than once, four times, five times, six times. So what were they doing then? What were they doing then? Oh, I don't get it. There's so much circumstance, circumstantial evidence to say that the entire, you know, 2020 election was total false. I don't believe the majority of America is, believes that America is a racist nation. I don't believe you wanted higher taxes. I don't believe that, again, you know, the majority of people in America, they're, they're pretty reasonable people, all right? They're, we're very, very reasonable, right? And we, we know good from evil. And majority of us don't think Donald Trump is evil. Not at all. Now, you do have some fringe people on the left. But what's happening right now? You see Disney Plus when they start promoting their woke agenda and they start losing basically a lot of money and their Disney Plus subscriptions go down the, down the drain. Right? You're seeing like, uh, the NBA. No one's watching the NBA there. The MLB. No one's watching it. The NFL. People, ratings were down. Why? Because all of that wokeism, which are basically, you know, the people who are against wokeism are based, are all Trump supporters. They all left. Now, what Joe Biden's vote 
of 81 million people, that actually says that there's 81, peop- 81 million people who believe that the country should be more woke. Well, if that were true, why is the NBA ratings and all of the CNN ratings and all these other ratings are all down? Why is MSNBC and CNN, the rating, why are the ratings 70% down? It doesn't make any sense. As the country goes more woke, all of their ratings go down. I mean, the Oscars, their ratings are like way down down through the floor. And I don't think they even had the, I think, what was it called? The Golden Globe Academy Awards, or they had to cancel another Academy Award, like another acting, you know, useless award, award show because the ratings were so low. They actually canceled it because, again, America doesn't care. We don't want to hear what celebrities think because we all know they're idiots, right? And they have very little pool now, very, very little pool. Well, I got really off on a tangent. But anyway, going back to this ranked choice voting, the Democrats want to replicate ranked choice voting basically across the entire United States and all of these liberal cities. Could you imagine this? I mean, not only do you get to vote more than one time, right? You have no idea. I mean, if you do ranked voting, (laughs) you know, some of your votes may actually end up going to a Democrat. Because what, what if you're, you know, you have to vote five times and you only have one Republican on there? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do with the other four? If they're all, what if you have one conservative on there, like in the, like say, for example, you have one conservative and all of a sudden you have um, four other people who are radical lefties. <laughs> Who's probably going to win? The radical lefties. Even if your top person is winning, right? And see, it's Donald Trump. I will bet you that with all of these, you know, canvassing, what they call canvassing, uh, uh, canvassing for absentee and affidavit ballots, that will eventually swing the vote. And again, the way they, again, each of this, each of these people who they canvass, they get five votes each. And all they have to say is that, well, you know, just, you know, make sure you don't put Trump or whoever is the conservative as number one and vote everyone else, you know, vote someone else. So if we go into a democratic stronghold, okay, gr- great, you know, rank everyone else higher than this other person and then we'll get our candidate in. That's all they have to do. Voter fraud, this voter fraud will be so easy if they continue with ranked choice voting. It's just crazy. Well, people, that's it for my podcast for today. You know, I just, that's all I want to talk about. And I hope you guys have a really, really good weekend. I know I am. I'm just tired of Democrats treating me like a little child. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear... Please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T-O Movies. Yeah, the T-O is not the number two, by the way. It is T-O, like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.